friends and foes, welcome back to our podcast. We're slimy and dead. Also, get ready to head and bunny. And um, yeah. <laughs> well, talk about a day. So originally today we were going to be talking about our individual divorcees. That's right. But we decided we weren't ready to dive deep into that quite yet. But then, <laughs> recent developments... I'm more than ready. But yeah. we weren't prepared, so... Promise, next time... Next Sunday? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. For sure. Because uh, we're probably more than ready I'm by more, now. I'm more than ready. Okay, cool. I'm ready to burn the, the city. So, today... There was that whole thing with Bunny and her deal. And then there was my sister and her boyfriend and her cat and my dad moving in today. So it's going to be a fucking party here. Um, Oh, by the way, if you guys listened to our last episode, you know that my dad is um, five years dead now. And we had him cremated. And he's sitting in this gorgeous urn at the table with us. So say hi, Dad. He's a little shy. Right. (laughs) But yeah, you could consider him our first guest on our podcast here. So He's just going to be listening most of the time. Right. So don't mind him. But yeah, they're moving in. uh, And my sister works at a place where alcohol is very accessible to her. It lives. Yes. So she already brought a ton of bottles from her place to add on to the bottles that we already had here. (laughs) Good job, Electra. You did good. Our cat tried to jump on the counter and did not succeed. (laughs) She hung there for a solid two seconds and then just flopped back onto the ground. Now she's sitting there like it didn't even happen. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing a lot of cleaning, rearranging, as my sister and her boyfriend bring stuff into the house, so it's going to be a good time. We'll be partying, getting drunk a lot. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I am. I don't know about you. Okay. Tell me you're an alcoholic without telling me you're an alcoholic. Points to the freezer and mini fridge full of alcohol. Yeah, that mini fridge, yeah, filled to the absolute capacity with alcohol anyway getting all that situated and what did we do this past friday we went to a nudist party yeah that was my first time going to a nudist anything so going to that was definitely a new experience for me which is good because i'm all about getting that experience under my belt now the hp and mp yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was a it was a good first step in uh breaking down these insecurities and barriers that i have put up because i i feel myself for the most part but you know it was definitely nice being in a place where no one's passing judgment or body shaming you or anything like that like it was just a good ass time with some drinks Mm -hmm. a bonfire uh some smokies little toki toke yeah for those of you guys who are disappointed in the fact that we weren't doing fat-ass bong rips <laughs> at the beginning of our episodes, know that uh, we do occasionally partake in the smoky smoke. Yeah. 
But yeah, that was a good time. And that's really all we did this week, right? Aside from, like, work. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But anyway, since we're not talking about divorces today, we're going to be talking about our work. Our favorite experiences. Yeah. Some might say. The ones that really stick out to us. So, I'm an Uber driver, mostly full-time. Like, that's my primary source of income, I guess. And driving Uber is a lot of fun. It's super flexible. Make good money off of it. And I get to meet all kinds of different people and see new places, find little hot spots in town that I wouldn't have seen or come across otherwise. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes the people are a bit sketch. And um, Especially here. I've definitely found myself in a number of just uncomfortable situations. Like, nothing dangerous, but... A wrong turn or two and it could have easily been a dangerous situation so one of those was my first night doing lift because I was a lift driver before I switched over to uber and I was you know very new to the whole thing ride sharing and just having people in my car that I didn't know was a little bizarre for me so that took some getting used to but my last ride of my first night driving I pick up this lady with her middle-aged not boyfriend i guess i thought it was a sugar daddy or something but yeah i pick them up from the sports bar and they're like yeah we want to hit um this other sports bar whatever so we start driving no problem and out of nowhere she panics she's like oh my god we need to go to my apartment and feed my baby and i was like oh no (laughs) shit okay so we redirected we start driving to her apartment we get to the uh, complex into the parking lot and she's like hey why don't you come down with us really quick and i was like "Mm, i don't know about that it sounds like either a torture thing like they're gonna lure me in and like torture and kill me or like this weird sex thing that i at the time was not prepared for by any beans so i told him no i'll just stay in the car and she goes no come on really it'll be super quick and i'm like yeah that's exactly why i'm gonna stay here (laughs) and then she said Come on inside. I'll pour you Jack and Coke. And that was it for me. Weak. Yeah. At the time, I had somewhat of a drinking problem. I'm not so crazy where I was heavily dependent on it, but to the point where I couldn't say no to a drink. That's a drinking problem. It wasn't so <laughs> bad. Like I said, I wasn't heavily dependent on it. Like. Yeah, but you couldn't say no. Well... After <laughs> after knowing our previous roommate, I'd say oh, it wasn't Jesus. a problem. So we'll talk about him another time. Anyway, so I said, yeah, I'll go in for a Jack and Coke. That sounds good. So I throw, I throw the thing in park and we're walking to the apartment. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm walking with this couple, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I getting myself into? Like, I could really be in for a bad time right now. Or a good time. Threesome. Right. Anyways. I didn't know that. <laughs> so we get to this apartment. Turns out her baby was her little chihuahua, her little puppy dog. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like there wasn't an actual infant child here. Just hanging. Left unattended. Just, <laughs> yeah, chilling. It's like, okay, cool. She feeds her dog, pours the drinks, and we're drinking in her kitchen. She's like, I'm going to go change my outfit. I'll be right back. And so... This older guy and I are just sitting there in the kitchen, standing awkwardly, like not sure what to say to each other. So I'm just sipping my drink and I'm thinking, okay, this is bizarre, but at least I've got me a little Jack and Coke. And so finally to break the silence, he goes, you ever been in a situation where you just stick around to make sure that nobody gets hurt? 
And I go, uh, no. <laughs> Heavens. <laughs> Please stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was curious, so I asked him, how long have you known this girl? And he goes, that depends. What time is it? I was like, oh, no. I was like, you can stop now. And he goes, yeah, a friend of mine and I were at this bar. And we're having our drinks. And we see these two chicks, like, wilding out, super drunk, trying to pick fights, almost got kicked out. So we decided to step in and take care of them. But my buddy ends up leaving. And then her friend ends up leaving. Oof. So I decided, you know, I'm going to stick around and make sure this girl's okay. And that sounds super rapey to me. Like he's gonna try to take advantage for her at the end of the night. But what am I supposed to do? Like Call the cops? I'm already in like Beat his ass? I'm already in this dude's apartment or chick's apartment, whatever, having a drink while I'm still on the lift drive, you know, because I was still active on it. Mm -hmm. And I was having a drink, getting ready to get back on the road. So I was thinking I've already broken a ton of rules, so like I don't know what to do. So I did nothing. She had told me you were an undercover cop. Having a drink with them before I get back on the road? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess. Cops. Yeah, they do worse shit, yeah. I guess. Some some Cokes. Anyway. Cokes, plural. Not just one. <laughs> I'll have three Cokes, please. One autism, please. Anyway. Uh, so this bitch changes like four different times. And so finally she's like, okay, let's go. Uh, end up changing their mind and I take them to O'Malley's on 4th Avenue. Gross. So we, we roll up to O'Malley's and she's like, thank you so much. Why don't you come down and party with us? And I was like, oh no, like this has already been such a weird time. Like, and I need to get back to work. And old guy was like, yeah, honey, let him do his job. I was like, oh, fucking yikes. And she goes, no, really, I will pay for all of your drinks. And I was like, ooh, again with the drinks. And I almost caved, but I was like, nope, I don't want to be anywhere near this situation anymore. So I said, no, that's really nice. Um, I have to get back to work, but thank you anyway, blah, blah, blah. What I should have done was ask that she'd take all the money that she would have spent in these drinks that she was going to buy for me and just ask her to tip me that amount. But you didn't. No, I didn't. Because it was you... my first night. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. But it was my first night driving, and I didn't know any better. And I was already in for such a weird time, so whatever. Um, most recent ride, there was this crackhead who was terrorizing the city of Tucson worker. And he was just, like, talking all this shit to him to the point where he had to get in his truck and drive away. But as he's driving away, this guy's kicking the shit out of his car and yelling at him and stuff. And it was like, okay, just another wild time in a sketch part of Tucson. So he's hitting mailboxes. He's knocking over trash bins that are sitting on the curb. You look like you have something you want to say. I feel like every part of Tucson is just sketch. Mm, some more than others. But the answer is yes. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, this guy's just wilding now. He's super angry. And there's this other pedestrian who's like, with a cigarette in his hand, walking toward him, and he sees all this going down, and he's like, fuck no. And he turns around and starts walking the other way. And this pedestrian, he starts getting rocks thrown at him by this crackhead. And he turns around like, what the fuck? I'm not doing shit to you. So he runs off, he chases this guy off, and he crosses the street, and he's right in front of my car. 
So he's looking at the car, he's looking at the bass guitar that's sitting in the front seat with me because I was going to go to a band practice later that day. And I'm thinking, the guy I'm borrowing this bass guitar from would not mind whatsoever if I smash this shit over your head. Oh, Jesus. Plus, this is my car. This is the way I make my money. So try something. And so we locked eyes for a hot second. And he just decides to walk away, which is fine. <laughs> but, I hear that crackheads are like sharks. You're not supposed to make eye contact with them. He was already... <laughs> He was already right in front of my car, so it just kind of happened. I wasn't trying to. Throughout that entire time that he was wilding out on the other side of the street, because I was definitely making sure not to up until that point in time. But there was this other pedestrian who had seen this whole thing, and he starts picking up rocks in case this guy tries to, you know, start shit with him too. Fight me. Yeah. And then there was this other crackhead. This was months ago. I picked up from a clinic here in town. And before he gets in the car, before I even see him, this nurse walks out of the clinic and she goes, uh, oh yeah, you know, the guy you're picking up, his name is Renee. He's a basket case. He's like off the walls. He's going to a behavioral health hospital. So when you get there, you're going to take him to the third floor. And I was like, no, that's not what I do. <laughs> that's not my job. You're going to pay me? So she goes, no, like you don't understand. And I go, no, you don't understand. Um... I'm not a transporter, I'm not a caregiver. My job is to drive him there, so you guys can send somebody with him. And she goes, no, we can't do that. And I told her, well, I can't do that either. And she goes, okay. And so she goes to the front door, grabs this guy, and just seeing him for the first time, seeing the look on his face, I knew exactly what she was talking about. Boy, he's a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets in the car and he's just bouncing around. He's going on and on about experiences living on the street and seeing his mom get murdered and something about his deranged brother or something like that so i was like he yeah is, dude. he is the deranged I think, brother yeah maybe you're the Poor deranged guy. one but you know i'm just trying to match his energy to make the car ride more bearable because i was super uncomfortable and i was like yeah you're going to a hospital and you get to sleep in a bed like not on the grass or whatever at the park like that's <laughs> so awesome dude like you know just trying to hype him up but at some point he takes off his seatbelt and he throws his hand on my shoulder, other hand on the passenger side seat. And I was like, absolutely not. And I told him like, you cannot <laughs> put hands on me. If you do that again, you're out of here. Buy me dinner first. Yeah, really? <laughs> so inconsiderate, so forceful. Yeah. So he, he got really upset and like a little kid, he just kind of sunk back into the seat. He put his seatbelt back on. He was pretty quiet for the rest of the ride. So we get to this hospital and it looks completely deserted. There were no cars in the lot. All the lights were off. And I was like, where the fuck did they send this guy? But I see this nurse poke her head out the door. So I'm like, okay, well, there's somebody here. So she walks out. She goes, can I help you? And I go, yeah, the other clinic sent this guy. He's supposed to be at some behavioral health hospital to be evaluated or whatever. And she's like, you're in the wrong place. Like, without looking into anything she goes you want to take him kind of down the road it's like 15 minutes from here and i was like you can't call him another uber and she goes no and turns around <laughs> and walks back inside wow. so i was like fuck and i thought to myself if i don't take him he's not gonna get there and he's gonna end up getting into some kind of trouble and then like i was already there with him so i figured might as well just take him there so he had already jumped out of my car like super eager to go into this building 
So I roll down my window and I go, hey, Renee, get back in the car. We're going for another ride. And he's super excited. He picks up his bags as fast as he could. He runs back to the car. And it was basically 15 more minutes of just that ride on repeat. Ooh. Minus the whole, like, putting hands on me thing. <laughs> so we get him there. And it looks about right. It was a it was a bigger hospital with several floors. So I was like, okay, cool. So I made sure he got to the front door at the very least. And I moved on from there. Poor guy. I don't know. Hopefully he got to the right place and got the help that he needed. But it was just one of those things. Like, you never know who's going to get it in your car and who's going to try to put hands on you even if he wasn't intending to do me any harm it was just one of those things in the back of my head uh that's, had a, i mean that's scary either way like obviously i mean complete stranger and he's going to a mental hospital yeah i really feel like there should have been another transportation service to deal specifically with people that like in a in an altered mental state or something like that. Yeah, or they, she really could have sent someone with him. Like, that's careless on her end. Yeah, I really don't see what the issue was with them sending anybody. But anyway, um, less on the uncomfortable side, this guy and who I thought was his girlfriend jumped in the car with me downtown <laughs> one night and they were like, yeah, we're going to the smoke shop on 4th and you're gonna bring us back here. And I said, okay, cool. Uh, he asked me if he could sit up front with me, and I was like, okay, like, you don't want to sit with your girlfriend? But okay, sure, whatever. So he gets in the car. He was, like, super pumped that I was smoking out of this vape thing. And he had asked me... I'm sure like, he what? was. <laughs> We're getting there, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so he asked me, like, what my story was. He asked, like, where I was from, if, if I was from Mexico. And I was like, well... My mom's from Mexico, and my biological dad has, like, Puerto Rican blood in him. <laughs> and he was so fucking pumped. He was like, bro, like, you're from fucking Puerto Rico? He's fucking daddy? And he gives me, like, a little <laughs> hug, like, over the shoulder. And I was just like, okay. Like, he's just super excited that he's got Puerto Rican friends here, I guess. I don't know. So he was super fucking hyped. We go to the smoke shop. Doesn't have what he needs. Take him to another smoke shop. But throughout this entire time, like... He's still calling me daddy. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. I was thinking, okay, like, he's just super <laughs> excited. He's having a good time. He's a little drunk, whatever. So I sign off later that night. And I'm telling Bunny about the whole situation. And what did you tell me? I turned to you, like, mid-story. I'm like, um, this guy's gay. Like, you didn't think that he was hitting on you or anything. And you're just like, uh... Well, yeah, maybe now. <laughs> so, like, I don't know how you didn't make that connection. Daddy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> one of these other uncomfortable rides that I went on, I picked up this guy who was coming down from a three-day bender, and he was like, yeah, I can't get sober enough to take myself anywhere, and I've already had three DUIs. Fuck. It's like, yeah, I've had a pretty shitty life or whatever. And I was just like, that's rough, buddy. Call me Zuko. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so this guy, I pick him up from the east side of town. He needs to get to Red Rock, Arizona, which is about an hour away from town. And I thought, this might have been like a drunken thing. So I told him, you're going to Red Rock, right? And he goes, yeah. 
It's like Red Rock, Arizona. Are you sure? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I was like, okay. So for an hour, I'm in the car with this guy and he's still pretty drunk and he's going on about like conspiracies and stuff with like pharmaceuticals. And I was like super not into it, but because I like to match the energy of my passengers to make the rides easier, I was like super intrigued. I was like, dude, no way. Like, I've never heard of this before at Hyping all. Hyping him up too much. Tell me more <laughs> immediately. Because I'm going to be in the car with this guy for an hour. So, like, yeah, I need him to keep talking to pass the time. So we finally get out to Red Rock. And the pin where I'm supposed to drop him off is literally in the middle of nowhere. Bye. And so he's looking around and he goes, uh-oh, this doesn't look familiar. It's <laughs> oh, no. like, yeah, like, maybe you should call whoever you were going to meet up with. So he calls his friend, and he was like, hey, can you send me the address again, or tell it to me? And this chick on the phone, I'm hearing her repeat the address to him like three times, and he's still pretty drunk, so he can't understand. So I hop on the phone with her, she tells me the address, and the house he's going to is on Red Rock Road in Dragoon, Arizona, which was an hour and a half away from where I had driven him. So I told him, all right, I'm not going to leave you in the middle of nowhere. So I'm going to drive you back to Tucson. And he goes, well, I don't have enough money in my account to cover the drive to Dragoon, but I can cash out my account and just pay you what I have. It was like, I don't know, 140 bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But I told him, okay, I'm already going to have to be in the car with you at least back to Tucson. So I might as well see some more money for it. So I mean, I get it. Stopped at the ATM, he cleared his account, he paid me in cash, and I was like, okay, cool, let's go. So I signed off, and it was another hour and a half of this guy just trailing on about these, like, drunken experiences and different conspiracies and stuff, and I was, (laughs) by the end of that first hour, I was way past done with it, and I didn't want to hear it for another second, but... Take a nap. I got my, I got my pay, got the cash from this guy, I take him to this house... And after that, I was like, I'm signing off. Like, this this is way too much driving, whatever. So I drive back to Tucson. I pull into the parking lot of my house, and I look in the back seat, and his fucking cell phone is sitting there. And I was like, <laughs> no way. Fucking chuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like this cracked-ass screen, and there was a passcode for his phone, so I couldn't get into it. There was no way for me to try to contact anybody on his phone. So I reached out to Uber and I was just like, look, I have this guy's phone. What do I do? And they were like, <laughs> take it to the police station. I was like, fucking what? I was like, why? And they were like, that's the only place you can take it to because our, our hubs or whatever are shut down because of COVID. And I was like, I guess. So the next day I took it to the police station. They were like, okay, what's his name? I was like, I think it's Sam. They were like, okay, maybe Sam. What's his last name? I don't know. Like, I'm fucking Uber driver, not his parent, damn. So they're like, well, we can hold on to it, but that's not a lot of information to go off of, and it's probably going to get tossed. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't want it. (laughs) So they ended up taking the phone, and it was out of my hands. It wasn't my problem anymore. The rest is history. Yeah. Man, poor Sam. Maybe Sam. Maybe. I don't even even know. But the last, like, bizarre... Situation that could have been potentially dangerous was I picked up this lady and her son 
from these really sketchy apartments on 22nd and Alvernon. If that doesn't say enough for you Tucson natives out there, like you know what kind of area that is. I don't. Well, it's really shady. Okay. Just say, yeah. Okay. Like, just say, okay, and move on. Okay. So I, I pick them up, and she goes, yeah, we're going to take him with his dad, and then you're going to take me to this bar or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. We drop off the sun. She's in the house for a while. She comes back into the car, and she's just, like, hysterical. And she's crying and crying and crying. I'm like, is everything okay? And she goes, like, don't take me home. Don't take me anywhere because my ex-boyfriend is going to kill me. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Should I drop you off with the police? Yeah, yeah and that's all. Like, should we go to the police? Should we call somebody? And she was like, nope. I just want you to drive. And I, I go, like, you're going to get charged by the mile straight up. And she's like, I don't care. Ooh. Just drive. So I was like, okay. So we're driving all around Tucson, and she's got like shooters and shooters and shooters in her purse. So she's getting fucking Fuck. blasted in the front seat of my car. So I was like, all right. Oh, the front is... seat. Yeah, she was sitting up front with me. This was like long before COVID was a thing. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I'm listening to her tell me about like her past relationships, which were all super toxic. I was like, winner. Make, make some changes. So after a couple of hours of driving, it was like 12.30 at night. And I was like, all right, listen, like I'm almost out of gas. It's late. I've got to take you somewhere. She goes, okay, try taking me back to my apartment. He shouldn't be there. So we roll back into this shady apartment complex. And as soon as she opens the door, I hear someone yell from the balcony. Hey, yo, who the fuck is that? And she starts crying all over again. She's like, it's just my Uber driver. And she, he's like, oh, fuck that. Bring him up here and I'll show him what's up. And so she gets back in the car, she slams the door, and she's like, just drive. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I throw the thing in reverse. We leave the apartments again. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I'm pretty close to E. So I was like, listen, either I'm taking you to the police station or I'm taking you to the casino. But either way, I'm going to need you out of my car soon. Bitch, <laughs> you got to go. So we pulled off at a Circle K. And she's like, hold on. Let me just make a quick phone call. So she gets down. She asked me for money to buy her a, a tall can of Corona. And I was like, sorry. I don't do that. I don't have cash anyway. And uh, you owe me money, woman. Like, what the fuck? And she looks at my pocket because I have a dollar bill sticking out of it. She's like, what about that? And I'm like, it's not for you. And you're not gonna get alcohol with a fucking dollar. So she gets down, she makes this phone call, she comes back in, she's completely fine. She goes, uh, you can take me home now. My dad's gonna meet me there in five minutes to beat his ass. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so we roll we rolled back into <laughs> the, the apartments and I'm helping her because she had like three or four different bags with her. So I'm helping her get these bags out of the car as fast as I could. And as soon as that door was shut, I was out of there as fast as I could. You die, you die. That's so, terrible. Again, like, not the worst situation to be in, but it definitely could have escalated to something more. And yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of these have gone down. Like, kind of lucked out, I guess. You, uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, to segue into your work, I do want to talk about one more yeah. ride. I picked up this guy from, like, really nice part of town on the north side. First thing he says is, God, I hope this bitch does what she says she's going to do. <laughs> and I was like, oh? Like, into that, <laughs> into that freaky shit, huh? And he didn't say anything more than that. Like, he was just on his phone or whatever. And I ended up taking him to, like, this really dirty, run-down motel <laughs> by a strip club. 
this so that told me everything I needed to know. Oh man, I wonder what this is about me now. Nah. Cause I work by this, these uh, rundown motels. <clears throat> yeah, you do. Yeah, so I work at a strip club, for those of you that don't know. I'm a dancer. And, uh, like, all on the street, really, is, like, nothing but, like, motels and... And no okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, like, this whole, this whole street is just, like, motels and a gas station, and that's really it that my that I work at um the club that I work at is on Jesus but um yeah I started there around Christmas like this past Christmas and wow mm-hmm. I'm cracking a cold one with the not boys because I do not have a pee anyways so <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that assessment you're welcome continue for those of you that don't know now you know but I had just started. It was maybe like my first week. It, it was like an entire, cause I was a photographer before I started working at this club and it was just a completely different world. Like uh, now it's normal, but like, I don't, uh, anyways. So this guy comes in and he's like, really into me but like he's not really looking at my face or anything he's just kind of like looking at my legs and like my feet and he asked me if I could just like sit with him talk with him whatever and I was like yeah sure I could do that and so I'm sitting there and he's like still just looking at my legs looking at my feet not really you know paying attention to Though my face. I was gonna say moneymaker, but that's really not. Nope. Anyways. <laughs> um, and then he asked me to go to the VIP room with because he wanted like a private dance or whatever. But he didn't even ask me to dance. Like he didn't care what I did. Cause I went back there and I'm like starting to dance and he's all like, Well, um, you could honestly just sit here and talk if you want. I just want some some private time or whatever. And I was just like, uh, Okay. That doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, I know. But so I'm just kind of like <clears throat> sitting there still. He's I'm just listening to him talk. And then he asks me like what size my shoes are and like my feet and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm just like, uh, well, uh, I have small feet as you can tell. So yeah, I wear like, I gave him like my foot details, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And he, I think, was leading up to asking me about buying my shoes from me, but he, like, I don't know, got kind of weird, and then he just, like, left. So. He got shy. Yeah, he did. But I'm pretty sure he was married, but, you know. Aren't they all? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. But, um... I don't know. It was just, like, a very weird experience for me. And, like, I've done some... I guess, quote-unquote, sex work before, but, like, I don't know. Like, I put content out there for those of you that were wondering. Anyways, um, but it's never. it was never, like, an in-person thing until that day, and, it, like, it kind of, like, scared me, but, like, 
I was excited. <laughs> I wanted to do it. Just ask me already, damn it. Yeah, like, just take them, take these shoes, pay me, and buy me more, whatever. But, I mean, that was the end of that. But speaking of married guys... Oh, man. There's this guy. Also, my first fucking week. Um... <coughs> Just like in case he happens to listen to this because I post the link to like my Snapchat. He's on my Snapchat. Um, I recently found out that he's married, but there's this guy that came in like my first week and he also took some interest in me and he was getting pretty drunk. Not that that's an excuse for like kind of what happened, but I'm sitting with him at this table and he's like tipping me for my time. And that was really nice because like my first week, I just like, I'm getting paid to listen to this guy fucking talk about his job and whatever else. Yeah. And like, I'm not even talking really, but so he's tipping me and he's like asking me some like questions here and there, like nothing too personal. Just like, what do I do for fun? Like, what do I do outside of work? Like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, small talk. But then he's like, mm-hmm, putting money like in my top and like my waistband and my underwear, obviously, because that's how you tip strippers, whatever. But he then is like rubbing my leg, rubbing my knee, and he's just like talking about, I seem so tense, I should let him give me like a massage or something sometime. And I'm just like, ah, I'm not. I'm not really feeling that, but thanks for the offer. And then he's just like, I don't know, making jokes about it, I guess. And then he asked me, like, he's rubbing, like, a dollar on my leg or something. And he was like, well, where else can I put this? And I'm just like, uh, I don't, my bag? I don't know. <laughs> and then he, like, shoves his hand between my legs and I'm just, I immediately just like, am so uncomfortable. I get up and the doorman at the time, he was pretty cool. It was Daniel. Okay. And I kind of went up to him or I told, well, first I told this guy, like, I got to go check in somewhere, whatever with my manager. Ugh. But anyways, I went up to the doorman and I'm just like, Hey, there's this guy here. He's getting really touchy and I'm not feeling it. And he's just like, okay, well, what would you like me to do? Like, not like a, what would you like me to do in a dick way, but like, how do I, how do I help you, right. ma'am? But I was like, I don't know, just tell him uh, he's getting too handsy or just, I don't know, make something up. He's got to leave or I don't want to be by him. And uh, <clears throat> after I checked in, checked in, I went to the, I went to the table first. And I told him like, I got to, go freshen up, whatever. And I went to the locker room, hung out there for a few minutes and I came back and he was gone. And I'm guessing like Daniel said that, you know, you can't be touching the girls. You gotta, you gotta get out of here. Cause like at this point, like it's, it's COVID. We're all wearing masks and stuff. And so, well, starting to, I should say. And yeah, like the, no one's supposed to be touching the dancers at this point. Right. But yeah. And he's, I've seen him come into the club again, like, here and there, but I try to avoid him just because of that whole interaction, which is, like, 
it's shitty like when you work in a club and someone's there and they're like tipping you really well and they try not to be like disgusting yeah. <laughs> like i want that money but i don't want it that bad yeah especially from this guy <laughs> but yeah i recently found out he was married um well, what day was that like maybe last week sometime yeah like thursday i went into the locker room and this girl super nice super sassy she came up to me she's all like saying how i shouldn't listen to damn thing this guy says and whatever but she tells me like yeah he's married his wife has came in here before and she's like beating the hell out of him and some other girl like a dancer like his wife came in one time i guess and he was sitting like up against the wall in, the, in these couches and there's this girl dancing on him and his wife just like sees him like fucking eagle eyes him across the room and just like starts beating the hell out of both of them and that's so sad for her <laughs> like i'm just trying to make my money here with this guy yeah. here comes some psycho bitch ready to beat my ass i mean yeah but like i've heard he's left his fucking kid at <laughs> school before because he's too busy in the club <coughs> and I guess he, like, offers to take a lot of the girls shopping, which is, like, sure, nice if you can fucking, you know, support that. But, like, at the same time, you a creep. Yeah. <sighs> Nobody wants that. He's a creep whose wife comes in and beats him, and he's a creep who forgets to pick up his kid from school. For real. Touches all, the girls inappropriately. All for, for booby loobies. So. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we're all in it for? Yeah, but I mean, he does well with like tipping the girls on stage, sure. and I don't know, he's one of the regulars, so people like him. But I mean, just because you're a regular doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. <sighs> like, there's this guy, I haven't seen him in a while, but he came in one day, and he's always super drunk, and oh, no. and uh. <laughs> Yeah, he was coming up to the stage when I was on, and he's, like, tipping me. And he's trying to, like, have a full-on fucking conversation with me, like, every time that I, I've been up there. And this one time, you were, obviously, yes, you were there. I witnessed the whole thing, and it was <laughs> the most bizarre thing I've ever seen at the club. You're not best friends unless you've seen each other's buttholes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> because this guy, like... I don't know, came up to the stage and he wanted to put like money in my underwear, but like the crotch part of it, because I was like on my hands and knees, you know, like strippers sometimes do. Anyways, but he pulled my underwear like to the fucking ceiling, like I don't even know. And like was like, I don't know, he was looking at me the whole time though, I think. Yeah. I think like my face to make an eye to eye contact, which I think is worse now that I think about <laughs> it. And I feel something touch my fucking brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I sat up so fucking fast and I'm just like, uh uh, no, you, that's too much. You can't be doing that. And I don't even remember his reaction because I was in like such shock that like, my booty hole was just right. violated. And I witnessed this whole thing from across the room. Like, you were on the opposite side of the stage. Yeah. I remember him going up, and I was just like, okay, yeah, like, I've seen him here before. He's cool, I guess. 
But when he lifted your underwear from the back, <coughs> I have never seen anyone lift a girl's underwear so high up. He was gonna like, pick me up, I swear. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's so exposed. Like, nobody in this club has ever been more exposed than you were <laughs> in that moment. And uh, I was yeah. like, are you okay? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but he's just, I don't know. I don't even remember what happened after that. Like He did it maybe one more time. And then he kind of eased off after that. Yeah, I, he probably got the hint. That I you were not into that. Yeah. Booty hole foreplay. Yeah, not not in the open at least. Damn. <laughs> Get to know I'll me take first. Take me to dinner first. Yeah. Buy me a... I'd say buy me a drink. But like, that happens more times than I want. Like, yeah. guys come into the strip club and they, they'll buy us drinks. And it's like, okay, cool. But like, could you also pay me? Like... Just yeah. fucking tip me. Take that money that you were going to spend on that drink, exactly like that one chick from Lyft, and just pay me instead. Yeah, that you didn't do. I guess I didn't do it either. Mm. I mean, I... Because I, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. You don't want to, like... I mean... It's okay. You, we'll you, there. you know why you're there. Like, just fucking pay me, homie. But... I don't know. Oh, what about Christine? Christine... Uh, yeah, this, she, uh, there's this dancer there who likes to have dance-offs with the, <laughs> with the poles at work, and, sorry, there's a weird noise happening. Anyways, um, she, okay, I'll give her props for this, because she can, like, do a full-on, like, cartwheel and roundhouse on the stage, and, like, these fucking platform heels and stuff but like I don't know she's she's doing like the weirdest shit because she'll like I don't know I guess like puff up like a pit bull and just mean mug the shit out of this out of these poles but like she I don't know I feel like if you're gonna be a dancer you at least gotta make whatever you're doing appealing sexually obviously but like she's just not and uh, i mean it maybe it works for her maybe it doesn't obviously it doesn't work for me like i i don't think that's attractive but she gets like hella into like aggressively spinning these poles because our poles spin like you know they do the whole whirly twirly for you (laughs) but I just like, I don't know how to explain that. It's just, it's awkward. It's uncomfortable to, to look at. Right. And when she does this whole cartwheel <coughs> thing, she stomps on the stage so hard. Yeah, our stages are like acrylic. Like the top part, it's acrylic. And it's, they're like cracked because of her. And I've broken a fucking nail because they get stuck in like these cracks. And it's just, it's not a good time. But... She's, all, she's older, and she likes to put out there that she's older. And she's been around a long time. Yeah, like... She's a veteran. Dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that... Like, you want a star? Good job. Like, her saying that and then seeing her on stage, like, you wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't at least. Just like... Like she said, it's super uncomfortable watching her on stage. Like... She'll spin the pole and she'll throw her hands up like, oh, what? Show me what you got, pole. She, yeah, she spins the pole like we can see it spinning and you can't. It's like, one, it's dark in there. And two, like, you're a good distance away from the stage a little bit. It's like, ma'am, 
I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I don't think you do. To be a Paul. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I guess just, like, the whole age thing. I don't want to shame, but, like, ma'am, we got to work on some things. Yeah. If you've been here as long as you say you have, you should know what the people want. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess it's changed quite a bit because I've heard other women, other girls that come in and they're like, you know, back in my day, this was a lot different, like, audience-wise and, like, how we have to dance and stuff. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But, yeah. Speaking of age, um... I'm really short, if you know me personally, or you remember from our first, like, episode, whatever. Um, I, I guess I look like I'm fresh out of high school or something. <laughs> oh, no. Or maybe in high school. Because, ha- like, I get asked quite a few times, um, like, I guess just within a day, like, people are just asking me how old I am, and, like... They'll make jokes about me looking barely legal, which is very uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I don't want to look like a prima donna, but especially if you're into it and you're like flirting with me, like, I feel like I need to call. I feel like I need to call the cops. Yeah. But this guy came in and he, the best way, like, to paint the picture for you, like, white tee, baggy pants, like. I don't know, Yikes. baseball hat how type of thing. How I used to dress in high school? Uh, you, not me. You know how I used to oh. dress, exactly what I said. Oh, my toe, yeah. <laughs> Get it together. I'm sorry. But just very white and wannabe, wannabe gangster type of losers. Anyways, <laughs> but he like sat at the bar next to me and he's like immediately just talking to me and I was just like... Okay, I guess this is my day now, and he was showing no signs of shutting up or leaving. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I let him buy me a drink so I can ease into this nightmare that it turned out to be, because he's, like, I'm literally not even talking, and he's just going on and on about himself, and he's got all this money, and he's so cool, he's like the favorite one out of his friend group or whatever yeah and i'm just like all right uh, that's how you feel i guess perfect person right here everybody wants to be like him Uh, yeah but and then he like starts asking me about myself like who i am as a person and like oh my god he even like this is how uh self-absorbed he is like he's in his own reality i'm at my job and he even asks me like what do I do for work? Like, buddy. <laughs> Where are you? You're here. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking blink. God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> but, and I'm like not even able to answer any of his questions because he's just like, uh, asking me these questions and he's just all like, uh-huh, yeah. And then just like proceeds to continue talking and I'm just like, uh, okay, yeah, you you know me, but then he asked me, like, he kind of nudged me, and he's all, gets in close, he's like, how old are you, and I'm just like, uh, and that's, like, all I could say, he's all like, because damn, girl, you're looking young, fine as hell, you're looking real fresh, 
here, like whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> and he's all like, I, I gotta be honest with you, you, you make me feel like I'm gonna catch a case. And then like laughs about it. Oh, no. And I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm not cool and hip with like lingo or whatever. And I didn't really know what he meant by that, but I was just like, uh, okay. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, but like I was just immediately very uncomfortable after he said that because like obviously it's something pedo-y, rapey, yep. and I'm just like looking around like for the love of God, somebody else walk in so I can fucking leave. <laughs> <coughs> but um, and he just like continues talking whatever about uh, me looking young, and I'm just like uh, I'm almost thirty, and he looked a little uh disappointed i guess that's not good i know and i was like yeah i'm almost 30 i'm a parent and this is what i do this is the time of my life whatever and then he's like all right and then it gets like kind of quiet and he's drinking his beer he orders another drink he asked me if i want a drink and i'm just all like um sure i guess and he buys me a drink, he tips me, and then he just like leaves. And I'm just like, oh, okay. He was yeah, he was. <laughs> like, fucking, ugh. I like, I don't even know his, I don't even remember his name. He was just, I was not there. <sighs> yeah, so. I would have been pretty shocked. Like, oh, you're disappointed that I'm like a fully fledged adult. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm not, uh, like, underage, you fucking creep. But, and like, I don't know. I feel like I could have mentioned it to like my manager at the time. Cause I just like working day shift and that's when the manager's in, not our boss boss. But I mean, honestly, our manager wouldn't have done shit about it. He would have been no. like, okay. Cause he's also a fucking creep. Like. Just an all around piece of shit apparently. Yeah. Which we see more and more of. Well, lately he's gotten okay. But he's still a piece of shit. But he's just... Like, starting out, he was pretty cool and whatnot, but it just got... Like, it went downhill so fast with how shitty he was. And, like, he... I literally... Like, it got so fucking bad, I just didn't want to come to work. And I know that's, like, very childish, I guess some people will say. But whatever. He didn't really treat us like he's our manager or like we're his employees. I mean, I get it because we're like self-employed. We're our own contract or like yeah, whatever. Yeah, independent contractor. Yeah, that one. Words. Anyways, but he would like stand like near the office and like right there you can see like the entire fucking room and the stage is like obviously in the middle. And he would just, like, gawk at all the girls that are on stage. And it's like, dude, you have a fucking job to be doing. Why are you watching us? Like, ugh, it was just so uncomfortable. And I think it clicked that I was, like, sick of his shit. And he, you know, he realized that. And he start. that's when he started giving me a hard time. That, like, I wasn't gonna be up his ass and be one of his groupies or something. And he's not even an attractive guy. No, not by any means. He's like fat and greasy and ugh. <laughs> but 
there was a whole incident because like you you come into the club a lot yeah and, and it, it like just by association i was given a bunch of shit like there was a period of time where he was trying to say i wasn't allowed into the club just because we're roommates i guess mm-hmm. and i might not like a way that a customer talks yeah. to you or touches you or whatever and yeah I was like what yeah why the fuck do i care but i mean like i get to like a certain extent like what he could mean because like being that protective best friend or whatever because you're in there all the time you're like hanging out with me but like you're also hanging out with other people like the girls that are there sure. but people are always like your boyfriend can't be in here i'm just like <laughs> he's not my boyfriend but thanks but yeah there was a night oh my god tim yeah. Fuck! There was a time when uh, he he Christian was in, and I had someone else in. <laughs> watching him trip over himself. Anyways, um, there was a time Eraserhead was in, and this other guy was there to see me and like we the three of us were hanging out and it was like a good time whatever nobody was like fighting this guy knew he was my roommate and obviously uh Eraserhead knew that this was a guy that was there to see me and like support me my my business but um yeah my manager came up to me and he was all like hey uh your boyfriend can't be here because you know that whole thing and I'm like okay well he's not my boyfriend but thanks and like why wouldn't he be able to be here because you know everyone has like these other girls they have their regulars that come in hang out with them spend money on them and I'm like he he comes in and he does his part he he's at the bar he tips the other girls gets dances from girls whatever like he's not he's not a problem but my manager was just like very sure that this was going to be a problem. And I was like kind of buzzed because <laughs> I, I drink at work. I'm allowed to, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, but I just, I told him like, okay, well, if he's not allowed to be here, then I'm not going to be here anymore either. And my manager like rolled his eyes and like looked at me like he was defeated or whatever bullshit. And I'm just like... I go to the locker room, grab my shit, and I storm out of there. And I'm like walking past the bar, and I tell Eraserhead, I was all like, "We're out of here. We're leaving." Um, I quit, and he's just like, "Wait, what?" And then the guy that was there for me, also, he was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, really. And uh, I didn't even know. Like, I was so heated and a little drunk. I walked out of the building, and somehow, like. My manager was already out there mm-hmm. with the doorman who was also a piece of shit because I went out there. I don't remember what was being said to me, but I like turned around and started yelling at the manager. And then the doorman just like randomly comes up and he's yelling at me and he's just all like, you're so disrespectful or show some respect and all this other shit. And I can't even remember what he said. Something to that effect for sure. Yeah, and telling me, like, trying to tell me off. And all I really remember him telling me was, like, and put on clothes next time or whatever. I don't even know. Like, 
giving me shit because I didn't put pants on. I just walked out there, I think, and whatever. But I started yelling at him, and it turned this whole big thing where I just, like, didn't come in for a few days. No, because, no, I came in the next day. Yeah, the very next day, because we talked to her other boss (coughs) about the entire thing, and he was just like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I never said you couldn't be here. I'm super cool with you being here because you're here. You're doing your part. You're supporting the girls. You're at the bar buying drinks and stuff, so like... And like you you would bring in snacks for everyone. Exactly. Door guys would ask me to bring donuts, whatever, from the gas station. I'm just like, yeah, I'm all over it. So like, I was doing my part and then some. Like, yeah. <laughs> these bitches are my friends now. <laughs> Dancers being the bitches. But real quick, before we go any further into this, um, we're going to have to make another segment. So we're going to upload... Two parts tonight, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Because so. you've definitely got a lot more to unload with your work <laughs> than I do. So next week, we're going to continue where we left off here as far as work experiences go. And Wait, then... Next week? Sure. Oh. Or not. I thought I was just going to keep going right after this and then we do both of them right now. Yeah, but we can do that too. No worries. Okay. All right, guys. This was uh, part one of work... Yeah, four Ks, <laughs> not three. No, definitely not. We don't support racism in this house. Yeah, fuck those Nazis. So stay tuned for the next bit. This is Eraserhead and Bunny. We'll catch you in a bit. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>